All right, welcome everybody to the Mongols preview show, the first one of 2019, brought to you by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Justin from Mongols. Joining me today is Dan Indonino from the Unused Substitutes Soccer Show. Uh, Dan covers the rounds of opponents uh, this Saturday, the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Dan, welcome to the Mongols show. How are you? All right, thanks for having me on. How are you? Good, good, good. Um, I think we talked last season, so I'm excited to have you on again and just kind of talk some soccer. We're excited because it's our first game of the season. Although you guys are a week into your 2019 campaign, so uh, excited to excited to get going here. Yeah, we well we played uh, Memphis in Memphis last week. Yep. Um, yep. Wasn't so bad. Uh, tough game, but uh, I mean, I think it was even worse for them on their end because they couldn't even figure out their broadcasting for the first like ha- uh, over the first half. <laughs> well. I guess that is the the challenge of being a new franchise and <laughs> starting off uh, early on. So uh, let me set the stage a little bit. So uh, the Riverhounds open up their campaign this this weekend, um, first game of the season uh, in Tampa. So we'll see how that goes on the road. You guys did play last week, beat uh, Memphis one to nothing um, on a penalty kick in the fourth minute. So. Let's just start off, I guess, with that game a little bit. Tell me a little bit about that game, kind of what you saw from your team um, based on kind of the offseason. Was it what you expected? Was it different than what you expected? Kind of what did you see last week based on uh, based on what you've seen in the offseason? Um, going into the season, it was very hard to, to predict what we were going to get. Uh, Neil Collins um, pretty much wanted to start with a clean slate. I think we had, what? at the five to eight players returning from last year. Um, and uh, it seemed pretty early based on the personnel that he was changing up to a three, five, two formation. Uh, and there's talent just top to bottom on this roster. So it was hard to predict an opening lineup. I mean, uh, in that Memphis game, we started a kid right out of college, uh, Tejada as a striker who ended up getting uh, drawing the penalty uh, that Guanzati scored. Um, it was a different performance than we're used to. I mean, which is in a good way. Uh, it was a very gritty, um, hardworking physical performance, which the last few years, the Rowdies were not any of those things. If you wanted to get into the Rowdies head, you just had to bump, them, uh, bump them around a little bit and they get frustrated. Uh, and that was key, but they fought this one, stayed compact defensively and was able to move the ball forward. Um, and you know, I've been saying the last week or so that the team is very much taken on the character of their manager in Neil Collins. It's uh, strong-willed, um, physical, and uh, I would like to see more out of our attack. But it's, uh, I mean, it's the first game. It was the first game of the season, so you can't expect too much. Yeah. So when you look at that roster, um, obviously lots of changes going through um you i add guys like brandon allen uh john mccarthy and net um who when you think about some of those signings uh who sticks out to you as kind of the the big signings or the signings that excite you going into this season i'm a very defensive oriented person so i mean keeping damaduro uh, Pop Diakite as our like main center back, but uh, Steinberger going. Uh, it seems like a solid midfielder going forward. Uh, I mean, Andrew Tenari coming over from the Red Bulls is big. Uh, Antoine Hopano, he's you know he can create. He he only got like 12, 13 minutes last week, but uh, he's somebody who can score goals and create goals. Um, 
uh, McCarthy is the experience and quality kind of goalkeeper where it all originates from. Um, I think Neil did, they, this team really did its due diligence on creating that spine for this team going forward. Uh, but like I said, I think holding on to Diakite and Aduro were my biggest things. It, it was a signal that we're going to build from the back, and it would probably be a defense, a defense first team. Cool. Cool. So I think working working backwards a little bit, I think we did these questions maybe in a little bit of backwards order. But I think what we saw out of Tampa last year, I think, was a lot of, I mean, strife on field, off field. Uh, it seemed like there was a lot of things going on. Uh, you know, th throughout the team last year. Um, can you, has this offseason kind of calmed all that? Has that been a little bit different um, this season? What are you seeing out of the team and even the organization on the whole um, kind of rebounding from that season? Um, it's last season, it was, it was a mess. Uh, I mean, we barely had a preseason it, and it showed early in the season. And then that led to all of this stuff with Neil Collins and um, moving to from player to coach and injuries and blah, blah, blah. But if, if everything's new this year, like from owner, we have new ownership, the Tampa Bay Rays purchased it from another team from Bill Edwards. Uh, Neil's getting his first full season in charge and he's made the team in his vision. Um, I think the, there was uh, last year going into the season, there was excitement because we spent some money on some players. We still had Joe Cole. We had Marcel Schaefer. So there was like this optimism and maybe a little and everybody uh, all of, I remember going through the beautiful game uh, network podcast. Everybody's picking the rowdies like top two in the East. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean that we made a joke of that, didn't we? But uh, it, there was, you know that little bit of cockiness i think in every in our step here but this year uh there's like a quiet confidence here um that you know our expectations aren't too high but this team is solid we trust neil uh the ownership has been great so it's they, they've taken a different a quieter approach uh you know we had our little season kickoff party season ticket holder kickoff party on wednesday uh and talking to these guys and you know they're just they they're here and they want to work, which seems a little a little different than before. We we went way younger and they seem to be hungry, and uh, want to play hard for Neil. Cool, cool. Um, kind of going back to the game last week and and what you guys experienced. Um, and you said you had this season ticket holder event. Uh, what did the guys come back from with from Memphis and kind of how was the environment there? I saw they had a pretty good attendance last week. Um, so, and even you guys watching on TV, like what did that, um, did you get a sense of the, the environment there or what were the guys saying about the environment in Memphis? Um, we couldn't get as a, as a, sitting on watching, uh, and streaming it, you couldn't hear much. Yeah. Like it was until I think like the 50, 56 minute or something until we got sound. So okay. it was, you couldn't re it didn't come across on the broadcast. Hopefully that's fixed. But, uh, the couple the few guys we talked to said the atmosphere was great. Um, they were loud. They were happy. Uh, they were, uh, I think it was, uh, Seba Gonzati who said he was sorry that they had to spoil it for those fans. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was a good crowd, he said, uh, and they were, they were loud and it was, it was fun to play in. I mean, the field was a little, eh, but, uh, the fans yeah. were great. Good, good. Um, so just looking at the stats of the game last week, I think one of the stats that we talked about on Monday night that kind of stuck out to me, um, on our on our weekly podcast, we talked about this on Monday night. Somebody mentioned, 
your passing percentage was like 60 something percent, which seems pretty low for what I looked at as uh, I think McCarthy had one safe. So, I mean, it wasn't like you were giving up shots either. You weren't being dominated. So kind of, can you explain that to me from maybe not watching the game? Um, why the low passing percentages, but did you feel like you guys were on the front foot most of the game? Um, I think because we scored so early, we absorbed pressure for a good portion. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the passing was sloppy at times, but I think uh, I, I, at the end of the first half, the possession disparity was huge. I think they ended up having the ball for the majority. Okay. Um, but uh, I, I mean, they weren't crisp passes, but Memphis did a good job of kind of clogging those lines and uh, mm-hmm. making life difficult. Mm-hmm. And probably, I mean, if it's a, if it's a, uh, a field that may not be in the best condition, then it might come down a little bit to that too. Of yeah. that might cause some of the sloppy, sloppy attacks. And, yeah, because we were playing the second half uh, going into the baseball infield, which looked yeah. like spray painted uh, turf. <laughs> uh, it'll be nice once we get out of some of these baseball stadiums, yes. but yes. we'll see, we'll see when that happens. So. Um, <laughs> Anything else from like anything else just from the offseason from the first game that kind of stuck out to you as maybe how this team has been different? I like what you said kind of about the quiet confidence. Um, it seems like there's it seems like there's a new kind of I haven't heard as much out of Tampa, but it seems like there there is uh, some quality that got added. Um, which may lead to some confidence going into the season. So uh, anything else just from the offseason of that first game that kind of stuck out to you as maybe new or different or exciting to you? Um, I think something that struck me was just happened today. Uh, the Rowdies put out a video, like a match preview video. Okay. Uh, and it was talk- they interviewed Neil, and it- he said something about the- how this roster is deep and uh, the lineup's really not set. It's... You know, he's got different players for different situations and different matchups and things. So I think that uh, either will work in our favor or, uh, you know, because the opponent won't know what they're getting or B, it'll harm us because lack of, you know, full chemistry or something. But I'm intrigued there because if he's, you know, if he's got seven, you know, or three different lineups with, you know, different combinations of personnel that could get very interesting and i'm curious to see how he deploys all that uh we do have seven strikers i think seven midfielders eight midfielders and like seven defenders most of them being center backs so i think it's going to be pretty interesting here yeah it seems like that's pretty definite as like a three five two but yeah but it could be how that works out might be different every time yeah so if you had to kind of sit here and make a prediction, and I know we're we're one week into the season, so what the results from last week I'm I'm not even looking at as real things yet. I think we, you know, you see first week jitters, you see different things happening. So I'm not sure that there's any consensus. But if you if you kind of had to peg this team's chances one week in, um, after having seen preseason, what do you think Tampa's gonna do this season? Um, I think we'll get a home uh, home playoff game. I think we'll be in the top four. Um, but the East is a ridiculous, ridiculous uh, conference here, and it's quality top to bottom now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that that to me is so different about this season. I think going in as a Riverhounds fan last season, I think there was all that stuff about the rebranding, so it's super exciting. But you looked at the Eastern Conference and you saw three, and I think we put – four Tampa four Charleston five you know four to five like really good teams and you're like those are the good teams 
and then everybody else kind of after that. Um, and I think this year you're looking at a lot of teams that you're like, you know, Nashville, Louisville, Charleston, Indy, Tampa, you know, like Pittsburgh, you're looking at all these teams who can make a deep run. And so it's hard to look at it at this point in the season and go, yeah, I think I know what's going to happen this season because it seems like almost every team across the board added quality, um, especially on the attacking end, I think. I mean, almost yeah. every team added some quality, and so I think it's going to be hard um, to predict at this point in time to what's going to what's going to happen at the end of the season. So, so, um, so if you thought uh, maybe I, I'd love to hear what you think are kind of keys to the game tomorrow night. Um, we're do, we're recording this on Friday night before the Saturday night game. So what uh, as you're looking at kind of what do you, what do you feel like are the keys to the game? And I know that's hard because the Riverhounds didn't play last weekend, so you're not seeing a game out of them. But what do you think are the keys to the game um, going into tomorrow night? I think we, I mean, as in most soccer games, control the midfield. Uh, mm-hmm. I think if uh, Domaduro and whoever his uh, like midfield partners will be can control the midfield um, and make the you know make the runs. Rowdies are notorious for only attacking one side of the field uh, consistently, either the left or the right in the season, they'll pick one and that's it. But I think uh, last week against Memphis, we saw him use the whole field. Um, I stick to that uh, and probably quick transition play. Um, we were notorious. I mean, Joe Cole at what? 36. Yeah. Was not very good at the quick transition game. I think if we can get that going, uh, we'll be, we'll be good. But it, my main key is win that midfield. Yeah. Cool. Do you have a prediction? Oh, it's so hard to say, uh, but because we're home, I'm going to say two to one rowdies. Yeah, yeah, we were we were definitely torn on the uh, on the podcast the other night. I think I think the Riverhounds are coming off a uh, we lost our last preseason game to TFC two, and I think it's just hard. You know, I think it's hard to get yourself up for that last preseason game. So I think we one either could come in kind of down because of that and end up with a draw, or they'll come in super you know, draw or loss, or we'll come in super kind of hyped up off of losing that last preseason game, mad about that. And so um, maybe be able to score some goals, but I think it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens. Um, And this is like, I, yeah, I'm not sure what to expect out of this Riverhounds team. So it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow night. Well, anyway, um, so that is kind of a preview show of what is happening tomorrow night in Tampa. Uh, just to kind of recap, the Riverhounds uh, take on the Rowdies tomorrow night. 7.30, I believe, is kickoff. Um, both teams have a first. So the Tampa Tampa is home for the first time this season. Pittsburgh is playing their first game of the season. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. If you want to come and join the Steel Army, we will be at Full Pipe Brewing out of North for Sales. Uh, so if you want to come join us out there, it'll be awesome. But thanks for Dan and Danina for joining us today. Dan, do you have some socials you want to plug or tell us where people can find you if they're interested in finding out more about what you're you're writing about? Uh, yeah, I mean, personally, my uh, my Twitter is unsubbed underscore Dan. Um, you can find the unused substitutes at the unsubs.com or I don't remember what the Twitter handle is because that switched recently or once upon a time and I never really learned it. <laughs> But it is uh, unused subs pod on all uh, on the all social media platforms. There, awesome, awesome. Well, thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. 
Yeah, well, looking forward to the season. I wish you guys luck. I know last last season was a rough season for you guys, so hopefully you guys can yeah. turn it around a little bit this season. Uh, but go check out the rest of our BGN fam, including the Unused Substitute Soccer Show at bgn.fm. As always, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Head over to iTunes, leave us a review, let us know what you think about the show, and thanks for joining us. Later.